0: Grim Vision. I'm the thin man and the black hat. Here with a tale of fear and unease. The tool shed in the backyard. Simple. Practical. First Still store your tools, your odds and ends, here. Make sure you lock it up at night, though. Yes, to keep your belongings safe, of course. But what terror may lurk in the hell behind
1: the doors of the shed? It was our dream home. Three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, completely renovated kitchen, the works. As first-time homebuyers, we couldn't ask for more. We really got lucky. What absolutely sealed the deal for me, though, was the shed in the backyard. It was one of those 7 by 7 storage sheds made out of heavy-duty, weatherproof resin with a cord port to run electricity to it. I'd always wanted some sort of workshop, somewhere to just keep tools and the lawnmower, a small place to just tinker. And my wife, Megan, was sick of my half-finished projects cluttering our apartment before this, so this had just worked out perfectly. We finally finished unloading the U-Haul truck just before dark. Boxes were everywhere, but I somehow managed to have the shed completely unpacked and ready to go until that moment i hadn't even considered locking up the shed to keep everything safe yeah. oh well i thought to myself home depot was long closed by now yeah i'll just get one off amazon anyway i highly doubted megan would let me run to just grab a lock in the next few days There's too much to do here I closed up and went inside for one last slice of post-move-in pizza before bed. Around 2 AM, Megan shook me awake.
0: Alex, something's going on outside.
1: I could hear it in her voice. She was scared. I didn't notice it at first. Caught in the daze of deep sleep, I rubbed my eyes and listened. There was some sort of rapid knocking sound coming from outside. There would be knocking for a few moments, then it would stop, then start back up again, over and over. (sighs) It's gotta be
0: an animal or something, Meg. No, this has been going on for at least an hour. I think it's in the backyard. Just go look out the window, please.
1: I sat up. I stretched my arms, and walked over to the window overlooking our backyard. I scanned the backyard for a moment, trying to see through the night, and my heart sank. Fuck. I muttered. What is it? Megan whispered back. Someone's back there. Wait, I, I think they're trying to get into the shed was the weird part. They were trying to get into the shed. There clearly wasn't a lock on it, but someone was back there frantically knocking on the shed door. They'd quickly knock, look around behind them, then knock again. I watched them for a bit. What the hell? It's not locked. Why don't they just open the door? I mumbled to myself. I'm calling the police. Whoever it was, they were gone before the cops arrived. I gave the best description I could, but it was just about pitch black in the backyard. Could only say so much. Megan and I spent the next day unpacking, trying not to think about the night before. The day came and went quickly, and night fell. After dinner, I realized I had never actually gone to see if the guy had taken anything from the back shed. I went and checked. Nothing was missing, thankfully. We stayed up late watching whatever looked like it would distract us from thinking about last night. It took a while, but we eventually fell asleep. They were back. Before I even sat up, Megan had a 911 dispatcher on the phone. I stumbled over to the window, and sure enough, there they were, frantically knocking on the shed door. It was pretty dark, but I could tell that tonight, they seemed a bit more freaked out. Their heads seemed to be on the swivel, probably keeping an eye out for cops or a searchlight or something. The person still got away. Though I don't know how. Ah, I should have been watching the entire time. I fucked up, I know, but I just didn't get it. We had an eight foot tall privacy fence surrounding the backyard. You think we would have heard them scramble over the fence or they'd be seen running through the neighborhood? One of the officers recommended we get some motion-activated security lights in an attempt to scare the guy off. I found a cheaper battery-operated one at Home Depot the next day as a placeholder, just in case it worked and we could scare whoever it was off for good that night. I put it right over the shed door. Megan was freaked out. I I was scared too, sure, but she seemed to be taking it really hard. She had high hopes for the house. This was supposed to be fun and exciting, but here we are dealing with someone prowling through the yard every night. We spent the day assembling furniture. Tensions were high, but that was to be expected. Moving is stressful, but this mysterious stranger definitely took things to another level. Night came and we kicked around the idea of making a pot of coffee and just waiting. We opted for a late-night binge, watching TV in bed with the lights out to make sure we could check the yard without being noticed. Around 2.30 a.m., the knocking started. We muted the TV and listened for a moment. The knocking was more erratic this time. The lights didn't scare him off, but it, it, it seemed like there was a bit more concerned to have a light on him. Megan was about to dial 911. Hang on a second, I said in a low voice. I stepped toward the window. I wanted to get a good look at whoever been doing this. I was surprised by what I saw. There in our backyard, frantically knocking on our shed door, was a guy in maybe his early 30s clean haircut, wearing a three-piece suit. His face was flushed like he'd been running. He wore dress shoes, caked in dried mud and brass clippings. I hadn't noticed it before, but he had a thin briefcase on the ground beside him. Megan, come here. you got to see this. She didn't budge. I understood she was scared, but this was just... Insane to look at. I took her hand and led her to the window.
0: What? The hell?
1: She held a hand over her mouth in amazement.
0: Who who is that?
1: We both just watched. He knocked, he looked around and knocked some more. It took a little while to notice, but the light on the shed revealed a look of absolute terror on this guy's face. You looked to be on the verge of tears. I'm calling the- Wait, I whispered quickly. I slowly opened the window, just ajar. Sure not to make any sound, I leaned down close to the screen. Hey! I shouted. You, you need to get out of here. I, I have a gun. Megan punched me in the arm An empty threat But maybe he'd run at the thought of violence The man stopped knocking And turned toward the house He stood there for a moment Perhaps trying to find the source of the threat He waited another moment Swallowed hard And turned right back to the shed Hello? He yelped. The words stumbling out of his mouth He continued knocking frantically did you do that? Megan whispered, punching my arm again. Maybe it was the stress from moving. Maybe it was seeing Meg so shook up. Whatever it was, I had enough. I slammed the window shut. I'm going out there. I sighed.
0: Alex, no!
1: Megan grabbed my arm to stop me, but I pushed her away. I'm just going to stand on the back porch. That's it. Alex! I opened the bedroom door and headed downstairs. Megan stood at the top, begging me to stay inside. I reached the back door and unlocked it. I turned my head back to see Megan at the foot of the stairs.
0: Alex, please, I'm scared.
1: I'll just be right on the porch, I promise. I stepped outside and closed the door. That's when I remembered we'd stopped watching the guy for the last 30 seconds. He was gone. Shit! I heard the door crack open behind me. What happened? He's gone, Meg. I sighed. Nice Unsure of what to do. Call the cops again? Maybe. What were they going to do, though? Take another report? I'd been watching the news. No stories about guys knocking on shed doors at night. I just couldn't believe it. We had him. We had the guy. And we lost him. I was angry. I was frustrated. I felt like I just needed to walk it off. I started heading towards the shed.
0: Alex, wait!
1: Meg whispered behind me. I was heated and didn't want to talk. The closer I got to the shed, my anger and frustration evolved into fear and anxiety. I regretted walking out here. I felt exposed. What if this guy just jumped out from behind the shed and killed me? Too late now, I guess. My heart was pounding when I reached the shed. The light had clicked on and made things a lot more eerie. I looked back and saw Megan had gone inside, probably furious with me. I saw the kitchen light flip on through another window. Turning back, I thought about the situation we were in. Megan was probably on the phone with the police right now. I felt a strange ambivalence. I wondered how Meg and I got here to this very moment and why this happened to us. I decided that so I could go back inside and comfort my wife, I needed to just look inside the shed just to make sure the stranger wasn't hiding in there. I could hear my pulse now. Fear and frustration had given into total anxiety. I would just swing the door open to to startle him. Yeah, yeah, that's the right idea. Scare him and then just rush him and hold him down till the cops come. I placed my hand on the handle and breathed deep. I swung the door open, ready to fight. My eyes widened. I stood there, bewildered. I was relieved, no stranger, but now completely mystified by what I was seeing. The interior of the shed, my tools, the lawnmower, The shitty little throw rug I put down? Gone. All that was there now was a a long hallway and a door at the end of it. I I didn't understand what I was looking at. It had to be at least 150, maybe 175 feet. The hall had a hazy glow to it. The entire way to the door was lit, but I couldn't see any source of light. The floor was a stained linoleum. The walls and ceilings were gray and severely water-damaged. I just stared for a moment in total disbelief. I noticed my jaw had actually dropped. I attempted to compose myself. I turned back to the house, considering Megan, but this couldn't wait. I had to step inside. Just a few feet to get some sort of grasp on what I was looking at. I walked inside. It really was a hallway. It was the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. I looked back at the house again and then turned to look at the door at the end of the hallway. I started walking further down the hall the hall was long for being inside of a backyard shed, sure, but at least half an hour had gone by and I'd only gone a bit closer to the door. I'd invested all this time already I needed to at least get down there to tell Megan what was going on. I started to walk a bit faster and soon I was just running. I had to have been going for at least an hour before I finally reached the end of the hall. I don't know why I didn't just stop and turn back. I needed to get to the end. The door was clean and looked new, nothing like the grit and grime around it. Turned around and was stunned to see how far I'd come. The open shed door leading to my yard was completely out of sight now. The hallway appeared endless from where I was. I was at a total loss at the moment. I wondered what I'd gotten myself into. I looked at the door in front of me, thinking about how far I'd come. I couldn't turn back now without at least trying the door. I need to tell the police something. Before trying to open it, I put my ear to the door and just listened. I waited for a while. I didn't hear anything. I stepped back and took a deep breath. I wasn't gonna swing the door open this time. I slowly placed my hand on the knob. It was immediately hit by a wave of dread. Suddenly I realized the danger I was in. I had no idea where I'd ended up. I didn't know how someone would be able to find me. I realized how alone I was now. No turning back, I guess. I carefully turned the knob, not letting it make a sound, and I gently pushed the door open. The bewilderment from before, when I first saw the hall, was intense. But this, this trumped it. I stepped through the door and into my own backyard. My breath was short now, A shiver went down my spine. I couldn't believe where this had led me. It was all there. The two trees, the empty flower beds, the porch. Everything. I turned around and there was my workshop. I I was baffled. I waited for a moment before going inside, just replaying the events in my head. I stood there. Motionless. It was dark. Very dark. And the lights didn't turn on. I couldn't help but laugh a little. I closed the shed up and headed toward the house, ready to explain everything while trying to keep a straight face. I couldn't believe the police weren't still here looking for me. The kitchen light was still on, though. I got to the porch and looked back. There it was. The shed with a mile long hallway in it. <laughs> I stepped in the house and closed the door. Megan was at the sink, with her back to me, filling a glass with water. I walked towards her. I smiled a bit, just happy to see her again. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, but you wouldn't believe Megan whipped around and stared at me silently. She had a cold look in her eyes, and her lips quivered. Megan? What's up? I'm sorry. She dropped her glass of water. Who who are you? Please, please get out. Go away. Meg.
0: Get out
1: now. There were tears welling up in her eyes. She was hyperventilating. I didn't understand. Megan. Meg, is everything all right? the voice shouting from upstairs. I heard footsteps moving quickly upstairs. It was a man's voice. A voice I didn't know. A cop, maybe? Why would he be upstairs, though? I backed up slowly, moving toward the back door. I passed the stairs, and at the top, I saw a man I'd never seen before. He was big, stocky. He was wearing a white t-shirt and some plaid pajama pants. It almost looked like what I was wearing. We locked eyes for a split second. GET OUT! The man came tearing down the stairs. I ripped the back door open, locking the knob as I slammed it shut to buy me an extra second. I needed to get back to the shed. I sprinted towards the shed. I barely felt my feet touching the ground. When I made it, the motion light did not turn on. I fumbled for the shed's handle to open the door. Looking up for a second, I saw there was no light. I looked back and the man was on the porch. He was backlit by the porch light. I could see he had a gun now. I pulled on the handle to escape and the door didn't budge. I pulled again and again, nothing. The door wouldn't move like something was holding it shut from inside. I pulled and I pulled. I looked back and the man was slowly walking towards me. I was in a full frenzy. I did not know what to do. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I tried the door again. I began to cry. Maybe if I just banged hard enough on it, Megan, my Megan, would hear me back home and get to the door. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Yes, yes, okay. I began frantically pounding on the door, throwing my entire body into every hit. I yelled Megan's name over and over, trying to get her to hear me. Stop saying her name! The man said. Just feet behind me now. I slowly turned around and put my hand... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm lost. I whimpered, now sobbing. I don't care, the man said. He raised his gun.
0: by following us on Instagram at Grim Vision Podcast. If tonight left you cold and shaken, consider donating to our Patreon for exclusive content and assorted ephemera at patreon.com slash grimvisionpodcast. The meek, the uninitiated, and general well wishers may contact us at grimvisionpodcast at gmail.com. This has been Grim Vision. I am the Thin Man in the Black Hat, and I'll be seeing you again.